What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. It is Thursday, and we're on the precipice of something really big. Uh, The 49ers of the NFC Championship. There are four teams in the NFL out of 32 that that have this opportunity currently. And I'm so excited this whole week, you know, it's... Not going to lie, I'm pretty exhausted from the length of the season and the traveling and the events and all that stuff. But like at the end of the day, it's just like, holy cow, do do we understand what we are doing right now? Like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that the 49ers have before them. And and I want to cover as much as that as possible. So uh, we're going to be going over some of the NFL awards that have been announced, some 49ers news, um, very important birthday that came across uh, the th- the Twitter sphere today, which is very, very important. And, and most of all, we got the wonderful Shade. He was first in there. What's up, Ed? Appreciate all the hashtags he sees. You guys are the absolute best. Look at Tim right here. He says, hashtag CC, John compelled me to put money on CMC for Offensive Player of the Year. Double dip that sweetness. He's the odds on favorite. We're going to go into a little bit of the history of that and go through some of the awards. But, man, if you bet with us from start to end, we had a great year. Um, those end-of-season awards, and if the 49ers get one or two more victories, which is what we're all hoping for, then good gosh. Um, <laughs> you, hopefully you and the, the fam enjoy some uh, extra financial stability, I guess, uh, a little bit. But uh, it's been a good year. Appreciate all you guys. And, you know, shout out to my man, Ed. He says, John, why is everyone worried about Detroit? We have a much superior team, period. You can't go off of last week. We got a lot of worriers. It's it's just the way fan bases are. The 49ers have had a lot of heartbreak. Let's be honest. A lot. You know, we've lost the last two Super Bowls. Yeah, we've been in four out of five NFC championships the past five years. But you, you, that that's you've only been there once. Uh, hopefully we'll be there twice. So I get that. But everybody hates the 49ers. That, that's just where we are now. We've had so much success. Everybody hates us. 
We literally have swept the entire NFC playoffs. All of them, except for Detroit. That's the only team. Seven teams get in. Right now, you've beat five playoff teams, and now you're going to have the opportunity to beat the sixth. That's incredible. So everybody hates us. Obviously, Detroit, they're a fun Cinderella team and, you know, whatever else. And, yeah, they've only been to two NFC championships. I get all that. Dan Campbell, hard knocks. And, you know, it's what it is. But the teams, you are correct, Ed. The 49ers are the team. And if they do their job at home as the one seed, they will move on. They're, They're a touchdown favorite for a reason. We're going to get into some of those things. What's up, JP? Oh, JP just got it all going on. Just had a baby girl, Zendaya. Now it's his birthday. He's a man, finally. I'm 40 today. I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, somebody got the Gundy reference. Um, dude, what's up, man? Just congrats, brother. You deserve it all. Michael Pickle, man, appreciate you, brother. All you guys coming through. This is awesome. Even Scott. What's up, Scott? Been a minute, buddy. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. Uh, Coach Cruz in the house. This is awesome. If you guys got questions. Let's get him out there. Excited about that. Russell, the king. What's up, brother? Michael says, John, we win. I will see you in Vegas, baby. Yes. Uh, I think I could say this on air. We are throwing not one but two parties in Vegas. We're going to be having a night before party, which is going to be epic, with players coming out. I think I'm allowed to announce this. One of my favorite. Uh, top three 49ers of all time, somebody that we've partied with before uh, is going to be coming out. And that's none other than, I don't have to whisper this, so nobody, Navarro Bowman is going to be partying with us the night before. And we're not done. We're going to be adding another player. I want not one, but two legends coming out to party with us in Vegas the night before. And then we're going to be having a watch party too. So if you've got the, if you're going to the game, that's awesome. Salute, come party with us the night before. But if you are going to Vegas to experience all that is the Super Bowl experience, but you can't afford a ticket, come party with us. We're putting together a gigantic watch party, all-you-can-eat, drinks, all that stuff included. Depending on the venue, we've got several. Um, it's probably going to be somewhere between $200 and $300 a person uh, just because it costs a lot to rent out places on the Strip, to be honest with you. So um, excited about all that we got. And anytime Michael Pickle gets to come out, uh, it's going to be a good time, man. He's, he's the man. Right here, John, no 49er sweater today. No, I'm rocking it. You know, I've, I've got the pullover. But, you know, yeah, I, I don't know why I dress the way that I do sometimes. But, yeah, I don't have any Niners shirt on. That is a, a total fail. But I was feeling the blue-white combo. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Oh, we got a super chat. My man, Matt. He says, hashtag CC. We need to finish this journey, handle business this weekend. That's what's up, Matt. Matt, I'm coming out to see you this weekend. I appreciate the tailgate invite. A small little setup. I'm excited. Yeah, there's no event this weekend. Um, it just didn't really work out. Sorry that the 49ers did that, but we're focusing on the Super Bowl party. I'm going to be at the game this weekend, but uh, we're not hosting any events or anything like that. Um, so apologies about that. Right here, success is the subjective in this instance. I love it, RTP, man, the man. Uh, Grand Asin, appreciate you guys. Now, want to start off by talking the number two safety role. Today's birthday is none other than Tig, Jair Brown, the rookie. The only player the 49ers have traded up for in not one but two drafts. Jair Brown, he's been awesome. You know, whatever the Hufunga injury took place, that was rough. Um, but Tig stepped in and played really, really well. I, I, I really did. I, th- I thought he played well. 
he got injured, so that was rough. And ah, it's 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 just kind of it's been an issue. Now he missed like four games, but you know you had some safeties come in and shout out to Logan Ryan. He did exactly what we needed. He provided depth. Had one of the worst games you could ever have in the playoffs last week. It was terrible. So the question was asked to Kyle Shanahan this week. Is there a chance Jair Brown plays this week? Oh, uh, yeah, there's there's a chance. Uh, I thought he ended the week real well, and I expect him to be that much better this week because of it. That is gigantic news because <laughs> we need him out there. I'm just going to be very, very honest. Now, let's jump back a week. This was Shanahan's kind of thing, uh, talking about why he went with Logan Ryan over Jair Brown last week versus the Packers. Jair had missed about four weeks, and I think it was two games, but he had been out four weeks, and he's been awesome in practice. I love Jair. It has nothing to do with him. Just our experience of, um, you know, playoff games, being around this, it's, I think it's a lot when you got a rookie who hasn't played in, in a month who is a very passionate, aggressive player. I just don't want to put all that on him to have him go out in the playoff game and um, when he hasn't been out there for four weeks, and especially when we have a veteran behind him who can just calm down a little bit. And um, If things would have gone differently, we would have put Jair in right away, but um, I mean, we don't want to do that really to Jair. So now it's not putting him in right away. He's had a week and a half of practice. He's had time. He's gone through not one but two game plans. I do fully expect Jair Brown to be out there after the the way in which Logan played. Now, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes, but I'm excited about that. That is a gigantic upgrade. Um, Debbie, oh my goodness, appreciate the generosity as always. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to meet the wonderful Debbie Ryan. She is just one of the sweetest human beings alive. She says, blessings to you, John. Hashtag CC. Do the dang thing. Time to end the quest and go get the six. Yeah, I'm tired of saying quest for six. I don't like it. It, it bothers me. Um, me no gusta. <laughs> but thank you so much, Debbie. It's very, very sweet and generous. And yeah, let's do it. This is freaking awesome. It's incredible. And what we've got to go do and just enjoy this as much as possible. God, 19th NFC championship appearance for the 49ers. Ah, go handle business against what I consider a lesser opponent. Um, if, if I had to stack all the AFC and NFC teams, I wouldn't put Detroit in the top six. I wouldn't. But they're part of the NFC, and they've won back-to-back -back games, which is huge in the playoffs. But... You know, is beating the Rams and then beating the Bucks worthy of, you know, where they're at and the glory or whatever that they're getting? I don't know. They they, they didn't get to pick their opponents. They they play who shows up, and they've won back-to-back. -back. I'm not too concerned. Not going to lie. Big Joe says, Jair Brown is greater than Logan Ryan. He's got speed, for, uh, veracity. Uh, we sorely need. Yes, speed is an issue whenever you watch Logan Ryan play. I didn't think that was too much of an issue, though, this game. It's just missed tackles, missed assignments, missed coverages. You name it, he missed it. Um, Mick says, Jair Brown better start over Logan Wright. I'm with you. I did a poll on Twitter. The polls on YouTube are always weird. They don't work that much, and I get a bunch of emails saying the poll's not working, so I just stopped doing them. Um, maybe I need to start back up, but it's rough whenever you got to answer you know, all these emails, which I love, but half of them are just, hey, the poll's not showing up for me. Uh, but anyway. I did a poll on YouTube. Who should start at the second safety spot, Jair Brown or Logan Ryan? Over 2,800 votes, 
and 95.6% were for Jair Brown. So uh, the fans, yeah, <laughs> they, they are 100% in on Jair Brown. He's got to be the future. I, I'm really excited about him, and I can't wait until we've got Talano Hufunga and Jair Brown as our starting safeties. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson's been awesome, but he almost retired last year. You know, I hope he comes back next year, but whew, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> look at this, Rob. He says, you know, Kyle Shanahan interpreted when asked about Brown. Oops. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was saying for a couple weeks that I thought that would be the case, but uh, man, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see. Oh, right here, Uncle Salty, my man. He says, we are going to do our viewer party um, in downtown Seattle, that's what's up. Over 300 people expected for the event. So the Seattle Faithful Chapter is second to none. They are awesome. Alex, the president's great. Uncle Salty's great. Um, Uncle Salty, he's 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 all right. Let's just be honest. No, he's the best. Um, but he's called Un Uncle Salty for a reason. Um, it's just what it is. So, yeah, if you're anywhere around Seattle, man, whoo. Go change that. And if you're sharing, if you guys are hosting a party anywhere, there are faithful that want to attend that don't know about your party. Let me know about it. I'm happy to use this platform in any way I can to help the community. That's what started this whole dang thing, and that's never going to change uh, no matter what. So football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, <laughs> that's, this is the poll I should have had up. Russell says, here's your poll. 100% of the people named Rusty will cheer for the 49ers. I love that, man. Uh, I love that. Uh, this is awesome. So anyway, let's keep going through it. Let's talk about the second biggest issue. And I got a lot of questions. And that was Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas had a bad game. Ambry Thomas had a terrible game. And I know everybody wants to focus on those two pass interference calls, which were an issue. Look, I'll say this. Ambry's going to continue to start this game in three corner sets whenever we're in our nickel package. Demo slides into the nickel. Ambry goes outside for several reasons. One, Ambry has more good tape this year than bad tape. Okay, that's period. I know that Ambry's not great, but Ambry Thomas is better than any corner, any corner that the Detroit Lions have. He would be their starter. He would be their starter. Now, Brian Branch, who's their safety nickel guy, I would put ahead of him. But that's it as far as the corners go. On top of that, Amon Ross St. Brown plays in the slot predominantly. You want to put Isaiah, Ta uh, Isaiah Oliver, who I like, in the slot against Amon Ross St. Brown, their best offensive player? Uh-uh-uh. This ain't the week for it, man. 
I mean, Isaiah Oliver is a very good tackler, but he is questionable at best in coverage. You want to put him against their best player? No. We want Demo in there at that nickel spot. That's what you want, which keeps Ambry outside. And then, too, like, look, Ambry just got to trust himself. He's had his best year by far, and he's always in position. He just got to quit hugging the wide receivers at the catch point. He's turning and looking at the ball, but he's still wrapping up the wide receiver before the ball's getting there, which he can see. He's close to being a good corner. He just got to trust himself. That's all. Um, that's all. What's up, Mike? I'll take the delayed. Um, and yeah, Daniel, right here. Congratulations, to Jim Harbaugh, the new coach of the Chargers. Coaching hires are going down like crazy, which is fun. I love this time of year. I really wish they would just freeze hiring till after the Super Bowl. Um, I, I hate coaches interviewing while they're in the playoffs. And, you know, we 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 always deal with this as 49ers fans, but the Lions. Both their OC and DC were interviewing this week, this past week, for multiple jobs. That's stupid. I'm a Niners guy, and I still don't like it. I want best on best. I don't want coaches dealing with these other interviews and whatever else. But I am happy that Jim Harbaugh is in the AFC. That does make me very, very happy. I am not happy about Vic Fangio now joining the Eagles. That does not make me happy. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be shakeup. There's always going to be turnover. That's just the way the NFL works. And that's okay. Uh, glad to have Harbaugh back. I mean, you, he was coming to the NFL. I didn't want him in our division. I didn't want him in the, you know, at our conference. And so I'm happy about that. That's awesome. Um, and so we'll see. I, I won't be shocked if we get more news. Dave uh, Canales just got hired as the Panthers coach. It doesn't really affect us at all, but anyway, more stuff that's just interesting to me. Um, I definitely didn't see that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Big Papa, what's up, man? He says, confidence seems to be so much of what a corner has to have. Let's go, Amber. Yeah, and he's got some good tape right here. I love this, JP. Amber get an interception on Sunday. Gosh, that would be awesome. If Amber got an interception, we went in this game, period, period. Uh, grand. What's up? Grand a Ambry should have gotten a pick on that second flag. He was a better position. than The wide receiver just got to trust himself. Uh, that that's, that's the thing. Um, Ed, you know, this is interesting. He says, John, should we start with the five man front to pressure golf? And I love the way he spelled it. Goof. Uh, I like the little play on spelling. That's fun. Look, man. Yeah. I, I was going to talk a lot about this later. I'll jump down. Because th this is just a very, very good question and comment. We haven't done the five-man front in a long time. If you look at when the 49ers did the five-man D-line front, it's our highest EPA. We, we've only done it like 20 snaps on the whole season. But it has worked beyond well. It's been great. Now, the problem is we're a little shy at defensive end. So that, that messes that up a little bit. But I would love to. Now... The players were asked a lot just about what it's like facing uh, Jared Goff again and if he's the same guy or not the same guy. Here's Bosa when asked about Jared Goff. Yeah, I think he is the same guy. Um, not saying he's played great in L.A. and he's played great with Detroit, uh, but um, the key is obviously getting pressure on him. Um, he's got a really good O-line, so it makes it tough, but... Uh, you you cover up his first couple reads and then you get after him hit hit him a few times it changes things a little bit. 
Yeah, you hit him a few times, things change. And, you know, Uncle Salty, Goff is way worse when he's under pressure. And he's 0-5 in his last five game against the Niners. I mean, look, Goff's been great. His numbers are almost identical to Brock Purdy's as far as touchdown and interceptions. He's thrown for more yards, but he's thrown the ball like 160 more times. Having said all those things, Goff's great. He's not good on the road, which he is this week. He's not good outdoors, which he is this week. And he's not good versus pressure. I mean, it's very, very simple. If you get pressure on Goff, he's going to have a bad game. <laughs> That's just all that there is to it. And he's had historically his worst games against the 49ers. He has not won but two pick sixes against us. Dre Greenlaw's got one. It'd be awesome for him to get another one. And so does Javon Kinlaw, who's coming off his best game. Um, that's coming from Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa said that was one of Javon Kinlaw's best game against the Packers. I agree. The film supports that. And if you want to watch all the film, we're doing breakdowns of every single offense, defensive, special teams play. Uh, that That's over. You know, on the 49ersrush.com, which the defensive film would be loaded a little bit later today. It just takes a while uh, to, to kind of get down there. Now, here's the issue. If you're going to get pressure and if you're going to hit Goff, you know he's going to be bad. But the, the question is this. The 49ers haven't got a lot of pressure recently. It has not been what they have done. And so let's go back to Bosa, our resident Eeyore, and here. Does the lack of 49ers sacks and hits on the quarterback bother him? Uh, not when the scoreboard's in our favor. So uh, we affect the game in different ways. Uh, sacks are good. I feel like I talk about this a lot. I wish I didn't have to, but uh, <clears throat> it's what we're paid to do. So, um, But affecting the quarterback in different ways could be just as valuable as sacks. Um, they're hard to come by lately, but... We're going to keep working our ass off to get get them as many as we can. Yeah, there we go. And, you know, just a couple updates. Uh, Cleveland Farrell's out. He's on IR. He's done for the season. Uh, oh, shout out to the man, Paul Hope. What's up, brother? Excited for you guys and your watch party. I know you can't make it out there in the U.K. Uh, for the to host the watch party, Paul, but love seeing what's going on out there, man. Excited to see some of those pictures and just all the, you know, amazing fans from afar being together look at Juan more royalty baby Juan Salas I love this dude man um, he says and Goff isn't very mobile we should have some sex finally I think so I hope so I just want him hit I, I sacks are a wonderful thing but I want quarterback hits I want him uncomfortable I want camera zoomed in on permanent dumb face Jared Goff looking frustrated that's what I want to see I, I, I want dumb face Jared Goff close-ups. And as somebody that has dumb face, I feel like I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. Uh, hopefully I didn't cross the line. Jared Goff's doing okay, though, in life, I think. Um, <laughs> you just, I'm just saying. I don't want to go too far there. I think he's making a lot of money. He seems really, really happy in his personal life. He's married to a swimsuit freaking model. I think he's all right. But dumb face permanently, that is there, and it's not going to change. We walked up the boot. Thanks for the super chat. He says, all the Bills fans out here rooting for the Lions tomorrow. About to be sad Monday in Buffalo again. Yeah, you know, we walked on the boots from Buffalo. And everybody, everybody is rooting for the Lions. Everybody is. It's just what it is. Um, and, and I don't mind it. Like, I get it. Cinderella's story. For some reason, people like Dan Campbell and, 
whatever else. Like, cool. Awesome. Not us, though. And we're putting our money where our mouth is. And if you want to bet with us and make some money, guess what? Here we go. Gear up, sports fans. The NFL playoffs are here. And the Super Bowl is right around the corner. There has never been a better time to get into the action with my bookie. Now, don't just watch. Score big. Boosted odds. Huge huge prize contest. The filling of the Super Bowl. Even before it hits, you can already start to enjoy that. And whether you're a seasoned pro ready or ready to roll for the first time betting, my bookie is your ticket to turning your sports knowledge into cold, hard cash. It's the largest online casino of odds, contests, Vegas-style casino games, ultimate destination for fun, all types of fun, 24-7, right at your fingertips. Now, if you've been waiting, now is the time to get into the action. Because if you jump in and you start to make a winning move today with my bookie, use promo code 49ERS or this promo code QR code right next to my right, they're going to claim your deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's right. Promo code 49ers for an opportunity to boost your betting power. Rollovers do apply. If you have questions, please ask them. But experience the thrill of sports betting right in the comfort of your home because you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere. Wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Join today and be part of the winning team. Oh, and I will say this. There's a couple different specials they got up right now over on my bookie. Uh, if you're an NBA guy, if you bet $20 on Thursday NBA, you get 10 extra free bet dollar bets on Tuesday NBA. So that's fun. And they got a bet boost. This is huge. If George Kittle scores the first touchdown of the game for either team, you bet five to win 50. John Chapman put some money down on that one. Use promo code 49ers as we always uh, do. Helps the show. Uh, that That's a big one. Now, uh, I love this comment. Kittle me this says, Saccharoni over pressure roadies. There we go. Awesome. Uh, and then Greg, it says, nope, pressure's over sack. Disruption. Uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. Make the quarterback not have fun. That's what you got to do. Pressures, hits, sacks, they all matter. They all matter. I want to hit. So everybody talks about sacks. I want quarterback hits this week. That's what I want. So pressures are good, but I'm sorry. I don't really I'm not I'm not buying into that this week. Just because I've watched so much Jared Goff film in my lifetime, um, more than I would like to. He's very, very talented, arm talent, all those things. He's great. When everything goes according to plan, Goff is amazing. But we have also seen when things don't go to plan, he is terrible. Terrible. So hit that dude. I want him hit. Not injured. We're not Packers fans. That's not who we are. I want him hit and uncomfortable. That's what I want. Dude, check this out. Uh, Bruno, what's up, man? He says, greetings from a Brazilian living in Ireland. That's one of one, my friend. This is our year go Niners. That is pretty cool, man. Uh, that, that's really, really cool, actually. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Love this. Um, right here, Fernando over on Facebook. He says, do we get Debo back on time? I don't think he'll miss one of our biggest games. Prayers for a speedy recovery. Yeah, I do expect Debo to play. Uh, I, I've been saying that all week. I'm going to continue to say that. Now, I, I will say this. Brandon Ayuk, who's... Like his partner in crime, they literally do press conferences together from time to time. They're all, you know, same wide receiver room, all that stuff. 
They asked Brandon Ayuk, do you think Debo will play? I do, personally. There we go. Do you think Debo will play Brandon Ayuk? I do, personally. Right there again. I think he will, too. Now, how much he plays, ah, that's going to be the difference. Is he going to be full 100% Debo? Probably not. I mean, you, you rotator cuff, you can't lift that arm. But you can still use him. And right here, Ayuk should torch the secondary. He sure as hell should. This should be an Ayuk and Kittle game. I'm just going to be honest. Kittle me this says, let's get juice in the game plan. I like that too. Uh, Debo was practicing. Well, he wasn't practicing. He was off on the side doing rehab. Um, <clears throat> but running around, all that kind of stuff, yes. But has not practiced officially yet. Um, and I don't think that he's going to. I think you rest him all week, personally. Um, and yeah, might be a decoy. That's okay. I'll take decoy Debo. Don't mind that at all. If he's on the field, that is a plus. I take Debo at 70% over somebody else at 100%. That, that's that's just what it is. Uh, and so that's how I see it. Now, and I think that, you know, something that I wanted to talk about <clears throat> is so much Purdy hates taking place. I want to talk about that. Now, like that, that's we've that's <clears throat> beat to death. Goodness. But what I do want to talk about is. Like, it's weird. <clears throat> I went back and looked at, like, okay, why do so many people get mad at Purdy, you know, national media, whatever else, and why does he get beat up and all this kind of different stuff? And, like, it's just weird to me because, like, look, the whole entire offense struggled. The whole offense did. It was not just, you know, Brock Purdy or whatever else. The entire offense sucked. And whenever we looked at – here, let's play the clip first, and then I've got some stuff I want to dive in. This is Shanahan would ask, like, man, what was going on with Brock Purdy? It wasn't just Brock. I think it was her whole offense. I mean, they did some good things. They stopped us, um, kind of completed a couple third downs. We had a big um, penalty that made us miss one. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a few balls got away in the rain like they always do. Like, I think it did from the, the other quarterback also, but – um, I also thought that was a good defense we were going against. Uh, I thought they were a challenge. We knew it would be a challenge going into the week. We would like to have done better, but um, and the way Brock finished on that last drive, at the, and not just him, but everybody, I mean, it was a little here and there. I mean, just we were able to overcome some of our mistakes on the last drive than we did earlier in the game, even the drops, things like that. But um, And I want to put it all on just Brock. I mean, Brock did some really good things, and that would have been impossible to win the game without him. And that's like, we've gone through the tape. We have the play-by-play -play coaches tape broken down. And like, look, Brock wasn't great, but Kittle had one of his worst games this year. One of his worst games. You'd be like, well, yeah, the touchdown catch and all that stuff. Yeah, Kittle's still great, but blocking was bad. Drop pass on a key down. Aaron Banks was terrible. Colton McKivitz was bad. Ray Ray McLeod, huge busted play, which should have been a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk disappears for two and a half quarters. And Kyle Juszczyk, I thought, was really bad. Like, doesn't mean they didn't have good plays. But, yeah, all the tension goes on the quarterback. But that's not the case. Kyle Shanahan had a bad game. Kyle Shanahan had a bad game play calling wise. And so all the attention falls on the quarterback. I understand that, but it shouldn't be like context matters. Most of these people don't watch the games, let alone coaching tape that come up with these narratives. They look at a stat line and they say, whatever. 
oh, he's behind in the fourth map. There it is. Done. Like, that's it. That's the the, the depth of the knowledge of, of these people. It's the entire 49ers offense was bad. And Big Joe, I'm with you. He says, can we please get 20 carries for CMC and 10 each for Mitchell and JP? Man, are you kidding me? I would be the happiest man alive. I mean, we, we ran for almost six yards to carry, and we just stopped running the ball. We did, we just Well, we didn't stop. We never started. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I am absolutely with you. So it's it's the entire offense. I don't think they're going to have another bad performance like that, again, especially against this defense. It's not a good defense. Um, Alejandro, what's up, man? He says, I'm pumped. Got the hotel reserved for Santa Clara. Just waiting to buy the tickets. Hey, John, any good bars to hang out with the faithful before the game? Santa Clara, ah, not the biggest fan, brother. Uh, so as far as like parties and all that stuff, Fault Line Brewery is usually a really, really cool spot. Uh, if I go anywhere before the game, that's usually where I go. But there is nothing, man. Uh, it is the worst place for a stadium. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it won't be. There's lots of development going on. But I don't know the answer. If anybody knows the answer to that, uh, where you can hang out with at a bar or meet up before the game, that's a fun spot. I have no clue. Uh, right here, Russell says I'll second Fault Line Brewery. It's about a mile from the stadium, and it's pretty solid. It's not really a sports bar, but it's a cool brewery. They got really good food. Um, yeah, right here, Mike says the college parties there stop at 10. That is correct. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's uh, meetups. Yeah, 49ers are doing their best to squash those. And so, sorry, man, I can't help there. And, you know, I hate it right here. David Busters, Milpitas. Yeah, there's just not much there. And I hate that it's like that. But um, it's what it is. We tried to find a need, fill a need. That was our kind of mindset. The 49ers said, no, thank you. Uh, so, but we're trying to fix that for the future. But sadly, I don't know. I'll keep moderating the chat and see if there is something. It's just, yeah, there, there's just nothing there, man. It's just office spaces. And they don't want anybody doing anything in the office space parking lots, whether they own it or not. So I, I don't know. Uh, go to K's, K's R and SF. Yeah, that's pretty far. But awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, thank you, Charles. Now, um, let's go to some of the awards. Um, the NFL just announced finalists for MVP, coach of the year, offense player, all those different things. And the 49ers, obviously very well represented, um, five finalists for the MVP, including two 49ers, uh, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy. Now in today's kind of climate with social media and things, I feel like the majority of awards, especially with all the betting sites, it's pretty well <laughs> kind of defined who the winners are already. But just the fact that the 49ers had not one but two finalists for MVP tells you all you need to know. Uh, Brock's been incredible. Christian McCaffrey's been incredible. It's a quarterback award. Just CMC getting nominated with four other quarterbacks is huge. I don't think there's any chance that either one could win the award. It's going to Lamar Jackson. That's just what it's going to be. Um, and yeah, right here. Uh, J, J sub, uh, he says Purdy's not comeback player of the year. He wasn't even nominated. Wasn't even one of the finalists. And I think a lot of that had to do with, he didn't miss any regular season games. One, this was a DeMar Hamlin award. Anyway, dude died on the field and came back and played was terrible all year, but still deserves the award. Um, it's going to him. 
So I'm not one of the ones that's kind of upset by him not being nominated, but I get it. Like he should have probably been one of the finalists. Dude ripped his arm off, reconstructed surgery, wasn't even supposed to be playing until well into the season, started every game. I guess he didn't start the last one because uh, we were so far ahead. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see there. Now, Offensive player of the year. This one is interesting. So five players, Dak, C.D. Lamb, Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and Christian McCaffrey. This one's going to Christian McCaffrey. And we were pounding bet this before the season. And I'm very happy that a lot of people are going to be making money on this one with us, which is huge. Um, And, you know, this will be Christian McCaffrey's second offensive player of the year award. That's huge. And, you know, first off, let's just talk about how many 49ers have won Offensive Player of the Year because it's not that many. Jerry Rice won it in 87. Craig won it in 88. And then Montana won it in 89. So three consecutive years. That was like the stretch of 49ers domination. Steve Young won it in 92. And then Jerry Rice won it again in 1993. So we've only had five Offensive Player of the Years in the history of the 49ers franchise. This would be number six. I do expect CMC to win it. Now, just from a Christian McCaffrey standpoint, he is in crazy, crazy elite territory now. Only eight players in the history of the NFL have been Offensive Player of the Year twice. Um, Listen to these names. Good gosh. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Terrell Davis, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, Marshall Falk did it three times, Earl Campbell did it three times. That's it. Now it's going to be Christian McCaffrey added to that. Whew. That is just unbelievable, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. And, you know, I've said this before the year. I said CMC is very far off from being a Hall of Famer. Like, he's got to have two to three more years like this. Now I'm to the point where if he has one more year like this, because Terrell Davis is in. Terrell Davis is in. He's about to eclipse now Terrell Davis had the Super Bowls. Christian McCaffrey doesn't have those yet. Ooh, so we'll have to kind of see. But so happy for that dude. I mean, he's been incredible. Yeah, Paul says, you know, he, he's an elite company. He is a special player. God, I freaking love that dude. Jay says, I love this, man. Uh, right here, Akshay says, I'm rocking the CFC jersey this weekend. I'm wearing uh, my Drake Greenlaw. I'm rocking 5'7". I wanted to wear it last week, but I have the white one. And it was raining, so I didn't. I'm rocking the white one, this one. Um, Dre Greenlaw, got to represent. Now, uh, there is another award for a 49ers player. Not necessarily player, but coach. And that's coach of the year. He, here are the finalists. Kyle Shanahan, Campbell, um, Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, and Stefanski. I think this is just a two-horse race. Uh, this is D'Amico Ryans and Stefanski. But they played in the wild card round against each other, and Stefanski got wiped, <laughs> destroyed by D'Amico. So shout out to D'Amico Ryans. Love that dude. Love rooting for the Texans whenever it doesn't have anything to do with the 49ers. Um, I, I just think that's awesome. And so th those are the awards. I, th I think it is interesting, you know, whatever. You just kind of look at the 49ers are so well represented, and rightfully so. Um, you know, we don't have a defensive player of the year. We don't have an offensive player of the year or rookie, whatever, because we don't play rookies. <laughs> Hopefully we play a rookie this week, though. Jair Brown, crossing my fingers. Come on, Jair Brown, put out there. Now, 
the other rookie, and I got a little bit of flack for this, and so I, I'm sorry I'm going to push back just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> hope that's okay. Let's talk about the rookie and kicking the ball because I put out there several times, look, Jake Moody is terrible at kickoffs, and this is like he gave up eight points by himself because he can't kick a damn touchback. And everybody was like, no, that's on the coaching staff. They tell him to do this. They tell him to do this. And I was like, look, man, I have watched every single one of this kid's kicks from training camp, preseason, whatever. I'm not saying other people haven't either, but I can guarantee nobody is telling this kid to freaking pooch kick it to the 15-yard line after a touchdown. I guarantee it. And here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say about touchbacks. Um, I mean, we don't always have that strategy. I mean, sometimes we do, but it's just not guaranteed that you're going to always kick it back there. I mean, usually we would like to. There have been times that we've asked them not to uh, more earlier in the year. Um, but for the most part, we're usually trying to get touchbacks. <laughs> we're trying to get touchbacks. And Jake Moody can't do that. He is not a consistent kicker, which is frustrating whenever it's the second highest pick kicker in NFL the past decade. And the dude has one of the strongest legs ever, right? And everybody keeps telling me all this stuff. A dude can't kick it out of the back of the end zone consistently. It is freaking frustrating. And it sucks because, you know, most NFL teams have their punter do kickoff duties. Mitch can't do that. Mitch is great punter. I think a top three punter this year. I think Mitch is the best holder on field goals and point extra in the NFL. Mitch is the, like, that's, unsung how great that dude is is holding i've never seen him have a bad hold ever he is so consistent now but because he can't handle kickoffs robbie gold couldn't handle kickoffs that's why he's gone now we got jake moody who's supposed to have this rocket damn leg can't do it and you know you look at the opponent's starting field position off of our kickoffs third best in the nfl not for us for them bottom three rocket leg my freaking rear end i like jake booty i don't have a problem with him as our field goal kicker he's got some issues but i think he's an average kicker in his rookie year so i think that's pretty solid he made that huge 52 yarder which was huge but he's just so damn inconsistent and it is a problem it is a problem um and, and it really really bothers me man uh <laughs> I, I i get i get really really mad uh about that um yeah, ah, it's frustrating, man. It, it is frustrating. But anyway, uh, right here, Ed says, you know, that kick that was blocked wouldn't have made it anyways. Trajectory was off. Uh, trajectory was low. Block kicks are on the kicker, especially if it's up front. Like I, I, Now, if it's a bad snap or a bad hold, that messes up the timing. Sure, sometimes you can get beat around the edge. That'd be on your, you know, your right or left up back, which is our tight ends. Not the case. And people are like, oh, well, you know, they got pressure up the middle. No, they didn't. Dude, just jump straight up. Like, that's not on, that's on the kicker. It's the kicker's job to get the height. It's on the kick. Trust me, I've coached kickers. I've coached special teams. Like, if it's a block kick, yeah, it might be a snap, might be a hold. That wasn't the issue. Uh, it was 100% on Jake Moody. There is no other way that anybody would, I'm sorry, I would love to have a conversation with somebody that coaches that and says, yeah, that's not on him. I, I don't think that that exists. Um, sorry. Anyway, and, and right here, yeah, rain affects the kicker too, 100%. Didn't affect the other team's kicker, just ours, just ours. And it doesn't affect it 15 yards. Um, if it's close to the end zone, I get that. 
but a 15 yard shallow kick and then did it three times like nah that's it can't just affect our kicker i'm just saying the inconsistencies have been there all year on kickoff i think that that is a huge freaking issue uh and it, it drives me up the wall man it, it really really does but let's go back to some positive stuff because you know we talked about the nfl awards and all those things like listen to me very carefully and why i'm so harsh on jake moody as a kicker the 49ers offense and the 49ers defense is superior it's better than the lions period the 49ers have a better team the 49ers have a better coaching staff the 49ers have a better resume the 49ers have a better you know home field advantage all those different things well Lions have a way better home field advantage, but we're not playing there, right? The advantages are all there for the 49ers. And people, I keep seeing people say like, well, if the 49ers play like they did against the Packers, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. I disagree. Even if the 49ers had a bad game again, which I don't think that they will, I still think that they beat this team. I'm sorry, I am not sold on how quote-unquote good this Lions team is. They're resilient. They're 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 a good team. There's I, I'm not saying they're a bad team, but like, come on, let's be real. This is a team that lost to the Seattle Seahawks. This is a team that got blown out by the Ravens, just like we did. This is a team that lost to the Packers. This is a team that lost to the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I understand matchups are different and all that stuff, and it's not the same. But I'm sorry. They are not in the caliber of team that the 49ers are. Now, every given Sunday is a real thing. It really is. And yes, Mark, the Lions have a much better offensive line. That's not even comparable. But find another area where it's even close. Maybe running backs. That's it. Their defense is not great. Their wide receivers after, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, not great. Very inconsistent. I'm sorry. A seven-point favorite is there for a reason, and I love that. You know, I was on KMBR the other day with Kerry, and he, he's the man, and I and I said, like, I think that this is not going to necessarily be a blowout, but if it was a 10-point spread, I'd still be betting the 49ers. I just don't think that this is going to be a close game. Maybe they get some trash points and come back in the end, very similar to what happened a few years ago. But, oh my gosh, uh, Russell says, is Gibbs' speed worth being worried about? Gibbs is a damn good player. I mean, he might be the next CMC. He's incredible. And a lot of people don't know this. Um, the only reason why we got Jordan Mason as an undrafted free agent was because of Jamar Gibbs. Um, you know, they were both at Georgia Tech. And Gibbs is incredible. First round running back, and rightfully so. And Jordan Mason was the backup to him, and nobody knew who he was. Well, we got Jordan Mason. Gibbs transfers to Alabama, becomes who he is. Like, that's the only reason why we got Jordan Mason. Because Gibbs was covering him up, and people didn't see how great he was. We scouted him. Shout out Bobby Turner. Shout out Air Anthony Lynn. But, I mean, he's a beast. But he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's faster than Christian McCaffrey. Um, but... Yeah, he's 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 dynamic. Yeah, there's some issues, but he's going to have some place. Not, but still, that's not enough to win this game. For the Lions to win this game, they're going to have to be plus two in the turnover ratio against the Niners, and I'm sorry. I don't see that. 
I have a hard time seeing that. So um, I'm pumped. This is going to be a fun freaking week. Ah, we got a lot more shows tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be with Wayne um, early. Uh, no, this is a 10 a.m. show again. And then Saturday, I'm going to be doing our full scouting report show and all that stuff. And we've got all the breakdowns of the Packers game over on the 49ersrush.com. So excited. And then I'll say this. And once we win this game, we will be doing another raffle, kind of like what we did for the divisional round for Super Bowl tickets. So uh, just stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be announcing, you know, the details and all that um, from the stadium after we win, which I do think the 49ers are going to win. Um, and we are working on Super Bowl parties and events and all that stuff. But until then, enjoy this week. Gosh, it's a fun time to be a 49ers fan. It's easy today. But as always, stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.